Hello to my favorite dreamers. Welcome to another episode of the Dreams Unloaded podcast. As always, it's me, your host, Jay Flu. I'm so excited about this topic because hopefully it will bring some redemption or some clarity and understanding to this topic that seems so dim and grim. And it's death. So five, we're going to talk about five scenarios of death that show up in dreams. And we're going to give you a little bit of strategy, prayer strategy, perspective surrounding it. So while I give you a minute to get your notebook and your Bible, I am sipping on my herbal iced tea just to give you a new idea. It has ruby spice cider, which just Google it. It's usually at like what used to be Tivana and it has like cinnamon, hibiscus tea, star anise, rose hip. Um, and I just steep it and I add my lemon and my sweetener and it is divine. I also added some South African rooibos. I miss South Africa. It has the best teas. Anyway, as we approach summer, I hope that you come up with some fun new ways to refresh your routine or your favorite drink or whatever, or even your atmosphere, your, your actual living space. Anyway, let's get into it. Five scenarios of death in your dreams. I am going to start with the most obvious, which would be a prophetic dream. And this is the one that people assume the most that their dreams are. So if you have a dream that someone has transitioned, you know, it's possible that it is a prophetic dream where the Lord is forewarning you. He's giving you insight as to what's to happen. I will say sometimes God is just revealing what is his timing? What is his will in this way? And so, you know, when you see this and you are able to perceive that it is the Lord and it is his will and it is his timing, I would just, I would advise you not to pray against it, right? Like sometimes we're praying for maybe it's healing for a person. Don't stop praying for healing, um, but you want to perceive what God is doing and pray in accordance with God's will and his his actual, what he's doing. So I know there are lots of stories where people have been praying for a specific thing that someone's asked them to pray for, and they weren't necessarily seeing breakthrough. And they're like, God, what's happening? And he's like, actually, I'm doing this thing. So why don't you pray this? Like, why don't you pray if, if God is transitioning them, that, that there would be peace, just pray for peace, pray for every provision to be made. Pray for emotional stability. Pray that God would reveal himself, that their relationship with the Lord would be intact, those sorts of things. So all I'm, I'm not saying don't have faith. I'm simply saying to perceive what God is doing or what's happening that he has his stamp of approval on and to flow with him. So prophetic dreams, they also come to kind of prepare our hearts. I know that before my maternal grandmother passed, some of my family members were saying, oh, I really feel like the Lord was preparing me for this. Some had dreams where she transitioned and, you know, they didn't fight it. Of course, it wasn't necessarily what they wanted to see, but they realized that this was God preparing their hearts, helping them begin the grieving process so they wouldn't be so shocked. So it's a gift from the Lord either way. So the second type of dream is an intercession dream. Now, this is different. It may seem like it's prophetic. 
And it may be prophetic if you don't do anything about it. If you see calamity, like accidents, people dying from something that's like very tragic and preventable. Even even sometimes sickness will fall in this, a lot of times fall in this category. If it's happening in advance, like you see a sickness trying to come on someone or them walking in something that they're not currently struggling with, right? You can pray against that and shift the narrative. As believers, we are co-heirs with Christ. He has given us authority, but he's also given us a mandate to heal the sick. He's given us a mandate to shift the atmosphere. And, you know, Jesus, he was actually kind of mad when his disciples woke him up out of his sleep. He was a little annoyed. And that you remember that that story in the Gospels where they're on the boat and a, a horrific storm breaks out, but Jesus is asleep and he wakes up and he's like, have not like, have you not learned anything? You just witnessed these miracles. Why are you not dealing with this yourself? Right. So sometimes the Lord will give us these dreams for intercession so that we can shift it. If he shows you, it's because you have authority to deal with it. So let's be more intentional about praying through what we see in our dreams. Now, as I'm talking to you right now, I'm convicted because I had a dream last night that I have not yet recorded. I prayed about it when I woke up, but I didn't I didn't do the full process that I'm telling you about. So as soon as we get off, I'm going to deal with myself. <laughs> All right. So intercession is a huge one that I believe the Lord wants to use more in this hour. He wants to show us things in government. He wants to show us, you know, maybe I know someone has had a dream about um, high level government for politicians experiencing sickness or premature death. This is what we pray against premature death. We don't want anyone to die before their timing. We want them to, first of all, come to the knowledge and salvation of the Lord But we also want people to fulfill their assignments. We want to see redemption in their lives. We don't want them to die before their time. We want them, we want to see them die empty, right? So intercession, let's do that. So what I was saying was that I've had friends who've had dreams about politicians who are not currently sick, but they had dreams of, for example, cancer or or dementia coming to impede with their ability to finish and complete their assignment. And we don't want that. Whether it's someone that we agree with or not, we are instructed to pray for our leaders. So let's let's do that. All right, so the third scenario is actually, it's a transition of a relationship. So a death, someone passing away in your dream, that's maybe a friend or a close someone you're in close relationship with, you need to ask the Lord if that could represent a transition of the relationship, a shift in the season of that relationship. Remember, dreams are often more figurative than literal. I started off with the prophetic ones because they can be literal in the exact way that you see it or the 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 interpretation is literal, not necessarily the imagery, but what it means is actually what's going to happen, right? But in this type of dream, the transition of a relationship, you know, that death, they're not actually going to die. It just represents you're closing a chapter 
and you're moving on to something else. Maybe God is wanting to bring in new relationships, but you have to close out the old first. So again, that's something to pray about. You know, if you see your best friend pass away in a dream, don't just assume that it's one of the first two that, you know, it's the will of God, this is happening, or that, you know, calamity, whatever. It's not necessarily that. So remember to always consult Holy Spirit. And as you pray, as you soak in his presence, you have to come to a point where you trust that when you're, when you're submitted to him, when you're yielded to him, when you're immersing yourself in scripture, that what he begins to reveal is him. We often second guess, is it me? Is it you? Well, when you're intentional about filling yourself with him and his statutes and his presence, then he's going to come out, right? So the fourth scenario is generational blessings and curses. So it's most common when you see, especially a grandparent in a dream, that it represents your family line, something generational. We're always looking at dreams in context. So a generational blessing would be a positive context in a dream. It would be good things that are happening. The feeling is all things Holy Spirit, righteousness, peace, and joy. These are the feelings. These are the emotions in the dream. You know, perhaps inheritance is being passed down. There's millions of possibilities. But again, we're looking at context, which is going to be positive for blessing and probably more dark or negative. If you're experiencing a lot of fear, if you're experiencing anxiety, if you're experiencing loss, that would be some generational curse that you need to deal with or I'll call it maybe even a generational pattern. Um, You know, you need to find out where agreements were made in your family line that can stop with you. And so with blessings, you want to be intentional about receiving the generational blessings. Just like with anything, there's always strengths and weaknesses. Just as it's that way for a person, it's that way in a family line. There are generational blessings in your line that the Lord that you've maximized. Perhaps your family, I know my family carries a lot of wisdom. You can see that mark on almost anyone you talk to in my family, just wisdom and revelation, right? So that's a generational blessing that I believe started with the matriarchs who really just pressed into the Lord. And I don't know what they cried out for, but I believe God gave them wisdom beyond maybe even their ability to read right back in the day. I'm not sure what their education levels were, but they were devoted to the Lord and he released wisdom to them. And, you know, and just as that is a thing, perhaps something picked up in the line where habits were formed that were not godly and you just have to deal with it either way. So this is normal for any family. Um, Hebrews 1.14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve those who are going to inherit salvation? So we're talking about inheritance here. And sometimes in this scripture of talking about angels, um, you can be seeing angels in your dreams that look like family members, but sometimes they're bringing you um, your inheritance. They're serving you so that you can receive the fullness of your inheritance. I've mentioned in a previous podcast where a very trusted, well-known minister had a dream of his late mother, and he was wondering, why am I seeing my late mother in this dream? You know, we don't consult the dead. That The Bible does say that. Lord, do I need to go into warfare mode? What is this? Um, 
And so I, <laughs> I was, I was, I was with him on that. And he said, actually, no, the Lord told me that it was my mother's angels. Now we know angels are spirits. They don't die. So even though his mother had passed, the angel that was assigned to her did not. So when he had that visitation by the angel, it felt familiar like his mother because that angel had been with his mother. So that was part of him being reminded of his inheritance, his spiritual inheritance, and the angel was coming to minister that to him. Finally, number five, familiar spirits. Now, this is where deliverance definitely comes more into play. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. It talks about how the spirit, the... The the devil, he actually can come in the form of a familiar spirit, a person. So when you have open doors, some of the doors could be unforgiveness or um, sexual sin. Also, all sorts of all sorts of things that are contrary to what we believe. I can't remember all the doors right now. But if you look up Sozo for open doors, that is a huge topic that we need to address. So we can't push it under the rug, but for so long, right? These things actually open doors to the enemy. Whether we believe, whether we believe it's whatever, we don't have to place a hierarchy on sin, but we just have to know that the reason the Lord tells us to, to do certain things is so that we don't open ourselves up to the enemy. Of course, he still loves us regardless. We still are his children, but he's doing it. He's saying it for our own good. So there's no condemnation, but there are some things that we need to deal with, myself included, to walk in complete freedom and to walk with the armor of the Lord fully activated that the enemy may have no space. Like my prayer is continually that I would have no thing in common with the enemy and the enemy is still salty. He still has unforgiveness towards the Lord, hence him leaving, right? It just all ties together. All right, so 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Verse 15, therefore it is not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their de- deeds. Now, this is where discernment comes in as well. You know, you may have dreams that your late, um, you know, your late grandmother is giving you this advice, your late uncle is giving you this advice. You need to examine the context and you need to pray and see if, if this is the Lord's insight or if this is the enemy disguising himself as something familiar. Because again, we're talking about spirits here. The enemy, Satan is a spirit. And your late relative, you know, they're no more. We don't, like I said, we don't consult the dead. So perhaps it's a, he's taken on that form um, to, to, to release deception. It's a thing, you guys. I know it's not often talked about in the church, but I've seen people get deceived this way. I've seen people receive encounters with angels And they, well, this one pastor I know actually was wise. And he said, he asked the angel, who, who sent you? Who are you? The angel looked real. It looked great. It looked like light. The scripture says he disguises himself as an angel of light. It doesn't say he disguises himself as an angel of darkness, right? So in this 
Pastor's encounter, he asks the angel, where did you come from? Did my father send you? And the angel could not answer. Angels only have, angels of light, actual real angels of light, only have the capacity and ability to praise, worship, and, you know, just love on the Lord. So I want to just caution you on that. And hopefully some of these points serve as prayer points for you and also bring some light to what you've experienced. So these were five different again for listening to today's episode of the dreams unloaded podcast we are going to be taking a few weeks to gather more content to record to plan with holy spirit to dream and to hear from you so if you'd like to have your dream interpreted or if you'd like to discuss a specific topic please definitely feel free to reach out to me my favorite method of contact is instagram which is at jflu j-a-y-f-l-e-w I'm also on Facebook under Giovanni Fluellen for now, but there are some good changes coming. So just be on the lookout in the next season of this podcast. There's some exciting things coming to you. So God bless you all. Happy dreaming, sweet dreams, not just sweet dreams, heaven's dreams. May they come. May you cultivate an atmosphere of heaven around you and may God's dreams manifest in your life. Lots of love. Bye.